Welcome to Worked Up, the podcast where you learn to navigate the workplace, business, and your career with a little more ease and a lot less angst so that you can write your own success story. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck. I'm a business and career strategist and founder of Jacqueline Beck Consulting. On this podcast, we talk to business professionals from all backgrounds, all industries, and all walks of life to learn how they've navigated their own journeys to success and what they've learned along the way. Hopefully, you can listen and learn from their lessons so that you don't have to go through the hard part yourself. And while we usually have fabulous guests in the studio with us, today's another solo episode where you get lowly old me waxing philosophical about things people have brought up on this podcast. This idea was actually prompted by my husband, so I need to give credit where credit is due. But we were talking in the car the other day about success. And the concept of success is something that has been a through line for this podcast so far. And almost every guest that we've had on has achieved a certain level of quote unquote success. What has been incredible to witness and hear and see is that everyone defines success differently. And so again, giving credit where credit is due, my husband was saying to me, you should really just have a podcast talking about success. What is it? How do you achieve it? What does it mean? And again, it's a little bit of a philosophical question. So starting off, what is success? I think personally, success is different things to different people. And I think it's tied to gold setting. And I think it's also tied to happiness in a weird esoteric way. And so just a little bit about me personally, you know, I grew up that success was very limited in its definition. It was about making a certain amount of money. It was about having a certain amount of power. It was about leading people, um, managing people, the nice house, the nice car. It was really focused on what I would call a materialistic definition of success. I remember when I was going through school, I would often think to myself, I want to be the CEO of this company. I want to be the CEO of a financial institution. And that was driven by nothing other than the fact that I just wanted a nice lifestyle and I wanted my ego to be stroked and I wanted to make good money. As I progressed through my career, I realized that as I got more senior, I got a little bit of a view of what those people did. And it was not glamorous. It was not what I thought it was. And I didn't want that. And it almost caused this really big existential crisis for me because I had gone through so much of my life, granted I was still very young, thinking that I wanted to go toward this beacon, toward this goal, toward this achievement. And then it was like my entire identity was disrupted because I was like, uh, I don't want this. So what do I want? And that led me on a whole quest of who am I, what do I want, what really matters to me, what kind of life do I want to live? And it was these questions that I had never really stopped and asked of myself. 
And so what struck me about so many of the guests that we've had on the podcast so far is how, again, each of them defines success so differently for themselves. People define it by achieving goals. People define it by achieving certain materialistic things they want. The people who have found the most contentment, I wouldn't call it necessarily happiness because I I don't think anyone's happy 100% of the time. Um, The people who have been most content or at least seem on the surface because, you know, you never know what happens behind closed doors. But the people who seem the most content are the ones that are living lives aligned with their values. And that brings me to the next point is I think people who have a really clear picture of what they want out of life really understand their value system. And that can seem like a really fluffy exercise. It can seem like a waste of time sometimes. And I know I was one of those people where I took for granted, well, of course, I value family. I value my relationships. I value people. I value X, Y, and Z. But it's different when you take the time to really sit down and think about what you value. What are your non-negotiables? What are you not willing to accept? And what that actually means to you. So we spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about how words mean different things to different people. You know, the word integrity can mean something totally different to me than it does to you. The word authenticity can mean something totally different to me than it does to you. You know, when I say I value relationships, you could come at it from a completely different angle than the way I come at it. And so really taking the time to be clear on not only what those values are, but what they represent is incredibly important. The other observation I've made in having some of the amazing conversations I've been privileged enough to have on this podcast is that the people who know what's important to them and the people who know their values, they don't only acknowledge them, they live by them. So it goes back to this concept of practicing what you preach. And I think I used to struggle with this and I find that a lot of people that I work with in my practice struggle with this is taking the, the theoretical or the philosophical idea and actually translating it to behavior or action. So I'll give you an example, right? Integrity, that's a personal value of mine, integrity. Integrity to me means if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell someone to do something, I expect the same from myself. I hold myself to that same standard. So for example, If I'm telling people all day to have difficult conversations, I'm going to have a difficult conversation myself because why would I expect that of someone else if I wouldn't expect that of me in the, in the first place? So distilling these again, theoretical values into behaviors, I really value honesty. So I'm going to be honest with people. There are ways to deliver that message in a way that maybe isn't as stinging or burning as it can be, but that's more about the delivery, not necessarily in the honesty in and of itself. So if I am going to hold people to the standard of being honest with me, I'm going to be nothing but honest with them. Autonomy. That's very important to me. If I expect people to let me do things the way I want to do them, I'm going to give people space 
to be able to do things they see fit too. I'm not going to micromanage them. I'm not going to nitpick as much as I can. That's still a work in progress. And then respect. That's another key fundamental value of mine. And that's just a non-negotiable. And so, like I said, it's as much understanding what those values are, because then they serve as a litmus test for you in how you behave on a daily life, uh, on a daily basis, as much as it is, all right, what am I not going to stand for? Dishonesty, non-starter for me. Not doing what you say you're going to do, non-starter, right? So really understanding that for each person. And it struck me how much I've learned from the guests on the podcast with regard to that, because people really live their lives aligned with those values. And the guests in particular that have really strong, not only family, but relationship foundations where they have people they can rely on, where they are grateful that they have the support systems that they have, where they acknowledge their blessings a little bit more than maybe some of the hardships or the challenges and are really focused on behaving in a way that's aligned with what's important to them, those are the people that seem the most content and that, quite frankly, seem to have the most energy to continue to push. And that's incredible because a lot of what we're talking about also comes down to energy, right? Oh, I just can't get out of bed today. Oh, I don't want to go to work today. But if you're living a, a life that has gratitude, and this, this sounds a little self-helpy, But if you're living a life that has gratitude and has direction and you have clarity about not only what you want, but how you want to show up, it allows you to actually get out of bed in the morning because you feel like you're excited about the day. You have purpose, you have meaning, you're on a mission. And so that's been really interesting to me. I almost think about it akin to a marriage you, you go into a dating or romantic relationship with somebody and great relationships are founded on similar values, right? What is important to you guys? What do you want your lives to look like? And I think the same is completely true for partnerships when it comes to business, when it comes to organizations that you work for or with as a client or whatever it may be. Um, vendors. And I think it's really important because another theme that's come up is how surrounding yourself with people who bring out the best in you is key. How surrounding yourself with people who lift you up and acknowledge your strengths and help you address your weaknesses and help you become the best version of yourself helps to propel you forward. And so that's been really interesting to me too, because I think this all somewhat ties into ego a little bit and suppressing your ego and acknowledging like so many things, like we say here on Worked Up, all roads lead to curiosity. Like acknowledging you don't know everything. You will not know everything. Probably will never know everything. So acknowledge it. And instead of pretending like you do, ask a good question. And when you surround yourself with great mentors or great people or great friends or great family or great partners or great colleagues, whatever it may be, you provide a very fertile ground from which you can continue to learn. And I think that has been another theme that the guests have brought up that has struck me 
because I've always had this philosophy and I've said it multiple times on this podcast that you can do nothing in a vacuum. Everything is about relationships and people. And I think so much about self-improvement and becoming the best version of yourself at work is surrounding yourself with people who bring that out. And this whole podcasting experience has been incredible for me because I feel like I'm constantly learning from the people who are my guests and it makes me think. So I think about the times I was happiest in my career. And there's this one particular time back in 2014-ish where I was on this team of amazing people. Like, I can't tell you one thing I did that year from a business results perspective. I can't tell you one thing I did that year where I traveled, what I did, you know, maybe. But what strikes me about that time period is the group of people I was surrounded with. And so many of them I'm still very close friends with. And all of them, I could pick up the phone tomorrow, even if I haven't spoken to them for years. And it would be a great conversation catching up. And I was happiest on that team because I think I was surrounded by really great people. And what also strikes me about that group of people is everyone was so different. And I think what was amazing about it is everyone had such a unique personality. And it was the sum of the parts that made it so much fun because everyone brought their own flavor. Everyone brought their own little special sauce or spice or whatever you want to call it. And it became this really amazing, cohesive group where our differences made us better together. And I think as, I, as I'm learning from the guests on the podcast, I think about that. And I want to create that around myself. And I think this whole podcasting opportunity for me has allowed me to meet incredible people that frankly, I never would have met. Or if I would have, it, it would have been completely random and you know, surreptitious and whatever it may be. But my favorite part of doing this is meeting the people and making new connections and the importance of relationships and how the best relationships are just for the sake of meeting people and learning from people and making connections. There's no ulterior motive. And that's what I've loved about this journey for me is I've met so many cool, interesting, different, unique, wonderful people that are now in my orbit. And who knows, maybe I become really good friends with them. Maybe, you know, we run into each other. Maybe there's a business opportunity, who knows, but there's no purpose other than the fact that you just get to meet cool people. You get to meet great people and you learn something from everybody a different day, or at least that's the way I'm choosing to see it. I'm also in a very unique position where I'm interviewing people and asking them questions. So I have no choice but to learn from them every day. So I acknowledge that, but it's been really fun to me. And I think it's really underscored that I have this philosophy about relationships for a reason. And from a very, very, very young age, I was a people person. I loved people figuring out what makes them tick. I think I said this on the first episode. My husband always says, beware of getting into a conversation with me at a cocktail party because it's never, hi, how's the weather? It's, oh, tell me about your childhood and why you are the way you are. Like I dig and I like figuring out people. And this podcast has given me the opportunity to do that. That's a very long rambling way of me saying that it goes back to my personal philosophy of clarity, communication and relationships. And it's really fun to do it all.
And that brings me to my next point, which is joy. And I think I've brought this up before. It goes into the idea of gratitude. It goes into the idea of counting your blessings, doing what comes naturally to you. But this idea that being aligned with what's important to you, doing things that come naturally to you, it automatically sparks joy. And that makes me think of Marie Kondo going through a dirty closet and asking you, does this item spark joy? But you can kind of almost think about that from a task perspective, right? Does talking in a microphone spark joy for you? Yes. For me, Jacqueline Beck, it very much sparks joy. I am literally sitting in a studio talking to an empty chair right now, but I don't care because I'm happy. So-and-so other person, does cooking bring you joy? Yes, it does. Does crossing items off of a to-do list bring you joy? Yes, it does. It brings me joy too. But there are ways to shift your perspective a little bit to just being grateful for being able to do the things that you can do and that are available to you that make your day a little bit better. And so I think that's also a lesson that I've learned. I just had a great guest in the studio who was talking about from a young age how they got to do what they wanted to do. And they got to learn through osmosis. And it's almost like the guests who have come on the podcast, the ones who find joy in learning are the ones who have the most contentment because then it never ends. And it's not tied to a materialistic thing. It's not tied to achieving X, Y, Z. It's about the constant self-improvement. And so this is all under the guise of this big philosophical concept, what is success? which is a very big topic. And I think the only answer I have, which we all know I pride myself on not having all the answers, but asking the questions. The only answer I have is success is unique to each individual person and it's what you want. So the question that I would ask you, whoever you are listening on the other side of this podcast, I would ask you, How do you define success? What brings you joy? How do you want to feel every day? What tasks do you like doing? What environment do you want to be in? What types of people do you want to surround yourself with? What subject matters interest you? How much time do you want to spend with your family? What are your preferences? Because at the end of the day, I've learned that no one can define success for you. And I realized for myself, I was living by other people's definition of success, whether it was societies or whether it was my family or whether it was the people I surrounded myself with. And the less I, the the more I got away from that, the more I came back to myself. And look, I have a lot of room to work on this. I'm learning every day. I am a work in progress. Worked up was my number one choice of uh, title for this podcast, but it almost was work in progress because that is my other philosophy because we're never done. We're never done cooking. We're never done baking. We're never done growing. So I say this all just to say success evolves. And I think that's another thing that I've learned. Success at 22 for me is very different than what success was at 35. My life is totally different. My priorities are totally different. So my definition of success is totally different. And I've had this conversation recently with multiple people about the COVID pandemic. 
and how it shifted people's perceptions of what they want out of life. I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, just went through the motions before the pandemic because that's the way things were done and there was no other option. And then being at home forced them to realize what they were sacrificing, forced them to realize what they were missing out on, whether it be children growing up, whether it be sleep, whether it be not having a crappy commute, whether it be, you know, being able to exercise or being able to meditate or be healthy, whatever it is, cook for yourself. And it almost seems like, at least in the conversations I've had, that for, and I acknowledge this, a privileged few, there is a reckoning of what people are willing to accept and what people demand from their lives. And so I think that underscores this idea that success evolves because we as people evolve. Why wouldn't our definitions of success evolve too? Especially when the world around us evolves. So it requires a certain amount of flexibility. So that was me rambling for a little bit, 20 minutes or so. I think success is this big, esoteric, scary thing. The only thing I can say personally about success right now is that I think my definition has shifted from outside things to inside things. And what I mean by that is to me being successful is living according to my values, being a good wife, partner, mother, colleague, person, and being able to have the lifestyle that I want without sacrificing who I am as a person. And I think that caveat has been incredibly important for me to have and realize on my own personal journey. So if you are a regular listener, you like to know that I end my podcasts with two rapid fire questions. To our guests, I am no different. I am going to hold myself to the same standard. The only difference being I know what the questions are. So first question, what advice would I have for somebody who doesn't know how they define success? Ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself what you value. Take the time to sit down and take an inventory of that. Ask yourself what behaviors you can take on a daily, monthly, weekly basis that align with those values so you can show up that way every day. Ask yourself how you want to feel every day, what you want every day to look like, who you want to surround yourself with, and then start taking action to make that a reality. Next question, what do I know now that I wish I knew back then? I wish I knew that success wasn't static, that it can evolve, and that it was less about ego. And there's positive ego and there's negative ego. So there's, you know, oh, I'm, I'm the best. And then, then, the, then there's the, oh, no, it's all about me, right? And I think what I've learned from the guests on the podcast is extracting yourself from the equation, taking the ego out of it, whether it be the positive or negative version, allows you to evolve and learn and grow. So that is me waxing philosophical today. I appreciate you coming along for the ride. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Worked Up. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. And please connect with us on Instagram at Jacqueline Beck Consulting, 
on our website, www.jacquelinebeckconsulting.com or email us at info at jacquelinebeckconsulting.com. <laughs>